See, I use those as yellow jacket swatters, so when they're taken away through the second half, I don't know what to do. <clears throat> uh, hi there, my name is Dave Bellis. Um, I'm a homeschool kid. I am what you'd probably call a good kid. I'm a church kid. Um, I think that there's a lot of you in the audience who would probably fall into that category. Uh, who grew up in, in, is growing up or grew up in a Christian family in here? All right, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, I use the term good kid loosely. Uh, my favorite quote from that era is a dear family at our church called the Allensworths, who um, I understand Mr. Allensworth once said, those Bellis kids are so good, I'll bet they never need to get spanked. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, I wasn't good, of course. Um, I think it's a misconception, and I think it's sometimes among Christian kids as well, that just because you're born in a situation, I think the understanding is that you're actually somehow better off spiritually. Um, I mean, my heart's just like everybody else's, just, just because I was blessed with um, a beautiful upbringing didn't mean anything as far as my heart was concerned. Um, I wasn't interested in spiritual conversations when I was a kid. Uh, just wasn't something that I wanted to do. Um, I remember actually that same couple, the Allensworths, trying to talk to me once um, about my own spiritual condition and being very ready to run off. Uh, I think it was, they asked me, I just remember them asking the question. I remember exactly where I was. And I remember just kind of giving them a kind of a generic answer and running off as fast as I could. Because, you know, I, I didn't want to talk about that. Um, well, like I said, um, I was a bad kid. I mean, I may have looked like a good kid, but I was a bad kid just as much as the next kid. Um, because I was brought up well didn't mean, meant, of course, I'm not going to necessarily be going around doing drugs or looking at stuff I shouldn't as easily because I don't have the access to that. Um, but I was a liar and a deceiver, big time. I was all about pleasure, how I could be happy what I could uh, get to make me happy. Uh, and, well, at some point, and obviously a large part of it is my upbringing, uh, I had been told enough times, and I really realized that I was in trouble, and I needed Jesus in my life. I needed to get saved. I needed to repent of my sins. So I talked to my dad about it. And I was, uh, I think, around nine years old at the time, and he took me into his study, and explained to me, um, I'll never forget the illustration he used. He said it's like, he, he said it's like he'd gone on a trip, my dad had, and uh, he was gonna, and I, I'd been doing bad things while he was gone, and I had all these spankings coming to me when he was coming back. And it was like Jesus had said, I'm gonna step in and take those spankings for Dave. And it clicked. I un I, that was language that I understood, and it made sense to me. And as best I knew how, at nine years old, I trusted the Lord Jesus. Um, I didn't have an experience. That bothered me for a very long time. I had no, you know, wash of emotion, no major tears, no really anything. I just, I trusted the Lord. There was a definite change in my life. I was more sensitive to spiritual things. Um, but then that brings me to the second half. Um, 
that I think is very important to tell you about. If I'm nine years old, there's something big coming up in my life in maybe a few years. And what would that be? Come on. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. (laughs) Puberty. That's exactly right. That's going to bring with it a whole host of other sins that I hadn't even faced when I trusted the Lord Jesus. And um, new temptations. I had no idea what to do with. I realize you have kids here, so I'm obviously going to be careful what I say, but at the same time, I think it's important to at least mention this. Um, Because all of a sudden now, with that, there was new stuff going on in my life. Um, I'm looking at things I shouldn't look at. I'm tempted to, and of course, because of my appetite for pleasure in the first place, I want to do it. So I'm looking at things I shouldn't look about. I'm thinking about things I shouldn't think about. Self-gratification. I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thing, urges that would seem ridiculous and maybe embarrassing outside the context. And it just hit me like a brick wall as a kid. I'm like, what's going on with me? Why am I this way? I, I, I was definitely embarrassed. I hated myself. I didn't know why I was doing what I was doing, but I didn't know how to stop either. And I didn't tell anybody. Now, I'll tell you right now, I can't hide anything. You asked my wife during my courtship of her how well I hid it that I was interested in her before I actually officially courted her. I'm about as subtle as a bull in a china shop, so I'm guessing I probably didn't really hide it. But at the same time, I thought I was. And I didn't tell anybody, and my parents respected me enough not to just barge in on my life. And because I hid my sin, I thought I was the only one like this. And so, I mean, I'm imagining, shoot, I'm, I'm committing adultery right and left here. If the elders knew about this, man, I'd be excommunicated. And the devil has me then exactly where he wants me because he's got me caught up in my own mind, not understanding what's going on, ashamed, embarrassed, unable to stop the sin. And of course, with that's going to come doubting my salvation also, because I'm like, is I have this sin. I don't know what to do with it. Am I Did I never really get saved? And so then I start trying to get saved again. Because the big thing was I never had an experience. So maybe I did it the wrong way, so I'll try again. Maybe I'll do it again. And of course, it never never took. You know, I I never really got that wash and that feel of, oh, now I'm saved. Never. And so with these unresolved issues in my life, I went to college. Now, I'll tell you this, though. God was still working in my life. I was maturing in him. Praise the Lord. I I still don't know exactly how he was doing it with all this going on in my life. But at the same time, he was working in me, making me more like himself um, in some ways. Um, Then, of course, being brought up as I was, I had a lot of respect for people in authority, teachers and the like. So I meet unbelieving professors. And these people I respect don't believe in God. And they think it's it's cute that I believe in God. Um, But it's certainly not realistic. And uh, that really threw me for a loop. And of course, more opportunities to gratify any sinful urges I might have, much more out of the house, much more access to computers, you name it. Um, And then I started questioning. And again, I hit it. I hit it. Kids, I'm talking to you because I want you to hear this and I don't want you to do what I did. All right. I hit it. I didn't tell anybody I was questioning. I didn't tell anybody what I was going through as far as temptation. Because I was afraid that if I told anybody, they'd jump down my throat. They would say, you're out. You're this horrible person. And it'd be be uncovered who I really was. 
So I start questioning. It's not that I wanted to, uh, the Bible not to be true. I wanted the Bible to be true. I wasn't trying to disprove and excuse my sin, but I was worried. I was genuinely worried. I'm like, what if these guys are right? What if I have been believing something? And, and so while I'm trusting the Lord, while I did believe it, I'm like, can I answer all these questions? And again, not knowing what to do, not talking to a mature believer who can say, these guys aren't interested in real answers. These guys are simply trying to say that, uh, give an excuse for why they don't believe it. So I'm going to skeptical websites, trying to answer all the questions, make sure I can answer everything to see the Christianity is an absolutely reasonable faith. Very caught up in my own head, feeling very defeated. And I'm looking for ultimate final proof of the Bible without realizing that for me to look at the God of the universe and say, God, I'll trust you when you prove to me from here to here that the Bible is true. You give me a mathematical proof. I'll look at that and I'll say, okay, it's reasonable. I'll believe it. I didn't realize the arrogance of that. Well, because I trusted Jesus, I had the Holy Spirit in me during that time and he was working in me. And begin, particularly to overcome the sin of lust, slowly. Um, he started to pull me out of it. Again, I didn't want it. I was trying to overcome it. And as he's working in me, um, I was convicted during a sermon that was preached about, is Jesus really Lord of your life? And the, the, I, I knew I needed to talk to somebody. I, I knew that was really where, what, what needed to happen. I needed to open up about my struggles, my sin. So I went and I, I talked to somebody and, oh my goodness, can I just say how much better it became once I finally talked to somebody, once I opened up, once I brought it into the light and actually worked with somebody on it? Um, submission to God finally um, found help and accountability. And I'll tell you that as I understood the Lord more, as I sought to please him more, as I really understood Romans 6, saw great victory. Now, obviously not, 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 not complete victory, but great victory in my life. Um, I didn't open up about my struggles with questioning and skepticism until much later. I really thought that would be the death knell of anybody who looked at me. If they knew that I questioned anything about Christianity, I didn't understand something that I was wondering why this was this way, that I'd just be kicked out of the church. Again, because I'm in my own head, because I'm caught up, because I'm not telling anybody about it, the devil's able to get me to believe anything he wants me to believe. Finally opened up about that. And again, talking to somebody, um, they explained to me, God's looking for faith. God will give you an abundance of evidence, and then he asks you to believe. And it was like, oh, oh yeah, huh. I mean, I felt dumb. I was like, yeah, of course. But I never realized that. Um... So as I decided to trust God, he began to answer the questions that I had. He, and I realize now, looking back, oh my goodness, so much of the, the, the things that bothered me, it's like anybody who really thought about that, it's, it's, it's a stupid question. No one would really consider that as an objection, but to me, and as trapped in my own mind, it was. They seem so silly. So I want to show you what God can do in someone's life. When they're bringing them to himself, and then after he brings them to himself, working in that person to make them useful for him. And I want to leave you with three things. Number one is you need Jesus, whoever you are. Trust me. Um, I can't put it any clearer than that. Um, 
being a good kid doesn't do anything for you. And in fact, it'll blind you to a certain extent to what you really need. Um, and with submission to Jesus comes peace, true happiness, lasting contentment, and yes, absolutely real pleasure. Absolutely. Are you questioning? Open up about it. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with humbly coming to God and saying, Lord, I don't understand this. Now, the Lord may not explain it to you, but um, there's nothing wrong with seeking the truth. There's nothing wrong with it, and no, no one's going to judge you for it. Are you, are, the third thing is this. Are you struggling with a secret sin? Don't hide it. You're going to waste so much of your time, so much of your time with that. Once it's brought into the light, that's when the Lord can work. Please, if, if what I've said rings true with you, if you can relate to what I'm saying, talk to me afterwards. Talk to someone you trust. I promise you. Talk to your parents. They will not judge you. They will understand. They will love you. They will help you through it. And as it's brought into the light, as you seek to please the Lord, he will honor that incredibly. So... As I said, my testimony very much for me is what the Lord Jesus did in my life when I first came to know him and then how he worked with me after I came to know him. So that's my testimony.